There was an idea. Dormammu, I come to bargain. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Asking Robbins always finds out. Hire for the faster way. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective. The show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I am your host, Eduardo. I am joined today by most of the boys. We've got Peaches here. We've got Chris here. Robbie couldn't join us, but in his stead, we have got Luigi Soundlord himself, Danny, here with us. Danny, what's up, man? What up? Yo. <laughs> Thirty seconds in, off the rails. Nice. Uh, yes, glad to be here. Um, always, always happy to fill in. Well, and you're not just any guest. You are a patron. That's right, patron Daniel. And you can be a patron too over at Patreon.com/slash/AssemblyRequired. Join our patron-exclusive Discord. Come on over. Be like patron Daniel. Let me disclaimer, just because you're a patron doesn't mean you get to be on the podcast as well, but uh, you could also just join us and talk to us on discord and all this stuff. Yeah. Let me back out of that one. Um. (laughs) You're going to get so many angry emails. I've been told the last time I was here, the guy let me be on the podcast and you're going to tell me that I'm not allowed to do it just because I'm not tall enough. And I put chocolate bars in my shoes. What? What? That seems like a very specific uh, situation you've encountered. Sounds like a fetish. To I me. made it. I made it. Um, I made that applicable to theme park employees. They understand that joke better now. No, they don't. <laughs> yes, I don't they understand do. that yes, joke. Uh, theme park employees that worked at an attraction with a height requirement. Have wait? Have you never heard? Okay, <laughs> clearly you've not heard this. I'll just tell you the briefest of stories. That okay. you should never do, listeners. You should never, ever, ever do. Th- I'm looking you in the eyes right now and telling you never do this, okay? I, I have a person that is a pal that used to work at a, a ride with a height requirement at a theme park in Central Florida. And they had a situation once where a guest's child was not tall enough to ride a ride and they put chocolate bars in that guest's shoes so that they were taller, and then the chocolate bars melted, and they had chocolate-filled shoes, and they weren't tall enough by the time they got to the second height checkpoint. Never do that. Uh, I don't understand how chocolate bars in the shoes are going to do anything, because the shoe is still going to be the same, like... Yeah, but then you're standing with your foot on top of the chocolate bar. Right, like, so but you're, it's almost like you're wearing height. heels, right? Like you just yeah. up a little bit? Just yeah, put the chocolate just a little bit of height. Of the, shoe. the little bit of height... <laughs> Got them the to the, right the to height indicator out front, but it melted by the time they got to the second height indicator, and then they were too small. And then they <laughs> were like, "Why are you too small? You, weren't you checked out front?" And then it was revealed your shoes are full of melted chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what? you have to understand that if their plan involved using chocolate in shoes in the first place, they probably didn't think through many other details besides, "Oh, we got to get something in there." Chocolate's yeah. cheap. <laughs> Also, I remember when they invented chocolate. <laughs> I'm imagining for the future when uh, the listeners are listening to this and you th- you say that you're looking them in the eyes, they're going to look up and see your face in the sky like the watcher. 
<laughs> just staring I hope at they them. do. <laughs> I hope they do it. I hope I'm wearing a cowboy hat and yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, that was a nice yodel. How about you yodel us your thoughts over the last episode that you weren't on? Um, he said yodel. I was on the last episode. The last episode you weren't on? Okay, sorry. Then these notes are wrong. Man, days. Uh, no, yeah, that, we... that was last time I was not on the last episode, but yeah, well, last next time, time we were there will be no next episode. time. <laughs> Whoa. What if this were the season finale? Kind of been... Yep, this is. Uh... What if the Watcher broke his oath? That's the right one, right? Yep. That's what we're talking about today. What ifs, what if the Watcher broke his oath? Episode 9 yes. starts with a return to the timeline of Episode 1. Years after her return to Earth through the Tesseract, Captain Carter has slid into the role of Steve Rogers played in our main timeline, complete with a close friendship to Natasha Romanoff. We catch up with Carter at the start of the S.H.I.E.L.D. strike team's rescue of the captured destroyer from Batrock the Leaper's squad of mercenaries, just the same as we saw in The Winter Soldier. What a sentence. Uh, Things progress as normal, except Carter's fight with Batrock is interrupted by the Watcher appearing and telling her, you have been chosen, Liu Kang. Uh, (laughs) in In an epilogue to episode two, T'Challa arrives to rescue Dairy Queen employee Peter Quill from Ego, then is also interrupted by the Watcher telling him he has been chosen. I like the uh, addition of Dairy Queen employee. Just, (laughs) hey, y'all know Peter Quill is employed, right? (laughs) That's important. Uh, I I do, once again, just got to point out, they got Kurt Russell for two lines this entire season. When he showed up at the end of that first episode, we're like, oh man, they're going to do something cool with Ego down the line. They did not. They just had him be like, I'm stealing your body juice. <laughs> or whatever Don't you he hate doing. when Kurt Russell <laughs> runs up to you and goes, oh, I'm stealing your body juice. <laughs> I would love to hear him say that say that exact line. I wanted oh my God, Kurt I think you're voice. killing my brother. <laughs> Don't make I'm him sorry. laugh too hard. He'll pass out. <laughs> At least I'm not stealing his body juice. <laughs> oh no, Mario Soundlord, don't. Okay, not not a joke. I'm a little concerned. I am too, but it's fine. We're good. Let's we'll, we'll stop let's being continue. so funny. Yeah. yeah, tone it down. Be serious. <laughs> Next up, the Watcher visits. Nidavellir, where Tony Stark in a giant, janky Iron Man suit, Gamora in Thanos' armor holding his sword, and God, Atri are melting down the Infinity Atri, yeah. Yeah, you were good. You were close. Nice. The Watcher nice. arrives and tells Gamora, survivor of Sakaar, destroyer of Thanos, that she has been chosen, and that specifically Tony Stark has not been chosen. Uh, and this feels incredibly out of nowhere. Unfortunately, Chris is supposed to explain some stuff to us, but he's also dying. So <laughs> no, I can explain it. I just have to pick up my phone that ended up across the room somehow. Um, <laughs> so the um, uh, this first season of What If was supposed to be ten episodes, uh, but unfortunately, well, here I'll just read you this quote. I have a quote from an interview uh, with head writer AC Bradley. Uh, I believe Entertainment Weekly was interviewing her. So they asked, will we get to see more of that universe in episode or season two? And I had heard previously that an episode got pushed from one to two. 
So she said, that is a definite yes. Uh, basically what happened was we originally had an episode planned for earlier in the season that was a fun, lighthearted, living, breathing, Tony Stark-centric episode with Gamora. I like that she had specified living, breathing Tony Stark, <laughs> unlike all the dead ones we got in every other episode. Um, however, uh, due to the COVID pandemic, one of our animation houses was hit incredibly hard. The episode needed to be pushed into season two because it would not be finished in time. Given everything that we've all went through uh, over the past two years, pushing an episode of television is absolutely nothing in comparison. We understood. We hope fans enjoy the ride next year. So the season was already plotted out. They had Gamora in the episode, but because of uh, uh, COVID hitting one of the animation houses, uh, whether they had an outbreak or whether it was something else COVID-related that just led to them not being able to complete that episode, that episode in particular had to get pushed. It's unfortunate that it was that episode. I feel like they could have, you know... Um, you know, they might have been able to move like the zombie episode and things would have still made sense. But, um, you know, you don't get to pick and choose these things when when the, when that happens. So they may do with what they did. I think that's why the Watcher gave her such a long introduction compared to everybody else. Like Captain Carter, you're chosen. Star-Lord T'Challa, you're chosen. Gamora, Slayer of Thanos, person who did this, person who did that, you're chosen. So you kind of have an idea of what What's going on there? Allegedly, the episode was supposed to be what if the portal had closed in Avengers before Tony had actually fallen through back to Earth. And he sounds lighthearted and fun. Well, he ends up on Sakaar. Mm. And that's where it gets fun. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> There's much fun released. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, they even actually, this was the, that was an episode where. Uh, there is a Lego set that is out there. It's Tony Stark and his Sakarian battle armor. So he lands on Sakar, and he ends up building a big Iron Man suit out of Sakar junk, uh, and probably ends up becoming a champion or something. Uh, so yeah, so that's something to look forward to. We know we're getting season two. I wouldn't be shocked if it's our season premiere next year or whenever we're getting season two. So yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much all it is. That's why. Fortunately, like I said, you didn't need too much explanation. You can just kind of roll with it like, oh, this person's important. It's, it's a shame we didn't get the episode, but I don't think it detracted too much from the episode, especially once you find out the reasoning behind it. But it was still a little weird, uh, you know, in context. But there was, it was certainly too late to rewrite the season finale. But what are you going to do? Life happens. You know, it's interesting because that's what I refer to my Mazda as. It's Scar Junk. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> I was gonna say I like Tony Stark you guys know that but I thought it was funny that he got sassed by the Watcher like the Watcher showed up to do the like Daenerys Targaryen style uh, title speech for Gamora and Tony Stark butts in and he's like yeah she's about to kick your behind and he's like not you stark <laughs> like get the hell out of here bro this he's watched all you. these other tonys die he's like i don't want this guy in my team this guy yeah. sucks yeah fair enough then in the ruins of wakanda pepper Potts and shiri are leading a force to take out the traitorous killmonger in his palace before they can however the watcher arrives to let him know he has been chosen Finally, as Thor fights off Ultron Sentry in Las Vegas, the Watcher interrupts to let him know he has been chosen. 
I think I had a lot of problems with this episode. I think I enjoyed it a lot less than everybody else. And I think a lot of my problems stem from something I said earlier. Like earlier in the season, I kept trying to tell everybody, hey guys, don't take it too seriously. These are like self-contained episodes. They're supposed to be fun, a good time, whatever. Like don't like try to make it more than what it is. Unfortunately, in my opinion, unfortunately, they did make it more than what it was because we have a whole tie-in episode at the very end tying everything together. Um, and I, to me, it, it doesn't work. And part of that is because we don't get any real development with these characters during this episode. I think what's cool about these characters and putting them in an episode together is seeing them kind of interact and do all these fun things together. And we get, I think, a little bit of that, but not as much as I would have wanted to see out of uh, this this whole premise of bringing all these characters together. Um, like, I think just like every episode it's so close to what I want, but it's not quite there. Like it's almost there. And then the episode ends. And that's kind of how I felt here as well. Like they're almost developed fully, but then they kind of run out of time. And then the episode kind of ends like the, the, the whole series has been that way for me where I felt like I just wanted a little bit more. The episode where everybody, um, Hank Pym kills everyone is a great example. Like I wanted to see, what happens after that? But that's exactly where they ended the episode. And this is kind of how I felt here. Like, I want to see these characters, you know, be together, interact, like have fun. And it, it they don't do it enough for me here. I wonder if you'll get that in season two, now that we've had that moment where the Watcher broke his vow and assembled this team. If the threats uh, across the multiple universes, you know, continue to happen in the second season, if you'll get to see them develop relationships with each other more, you know, cause I doubt that he will go through picking new guardians of the multiverse. Uh, he might add a couple more, right. But it seems like it would make sense to pull the people that already know what they have done into a room together again. But I also think based on, because of the way that they tied it all together and kind of showed you little snippets of look what was happening after that specific episode ended. I think since we saw that, I don't think we're going to get any resolve like we maybe expected we might. Like, I know we talked about a lot on all these different podcast episodes about maybe in season two, they'll do a follow-up where we see what happens with Ego. Maybe they'll do a follow-up where we see what happens with all the zombies and if they get cured and that sort of thing. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think we've seen how how that ends, you know? And then the little yeah. bow that they put on the end, everybody went back and fixed their universe, you know? Did um, we talk about apparently they had started the early development of a spinoff about T'Challa Star-Lord? I don't think we um, talked about it, no. but I saw it. Yeah. And then, and then um, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman passed away, and that kind of put that on hold for the foreseeable future. Uh, but um, I don't know if they had gotten to the point where they brought the idea to him just yet. Uh, but they were like, hey, we think that there's a lot to do, uh, uh, you know, a lot more we can explore with this one in particular. And they were talking about doing a spinoff series that was just about T'Challa and his Ravagers, which, which that would have been fun. I mean, they it, could they could still do it. It just probably wouldn't feel right for 99% yeah, of no, the fan base. I don't think they should do that. I don't, I don't think they should either. I'm saying they could, but sure, I hope they, they don't. They could do a lot of things, but I <laughs> yeah. don't think they yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this show was kind of torn between two things and I wanted it to be one or the other. Like if you were going to give me a superhero team up show 
about all these characters that you were going to mention, but together, that's one thing. If you were going to give me an anthology series about all these different stories being kind of weird and kooky, that's cool too. But it, it, it fell a little bit too in the middle for me and it felt like it succeeded at neither. Uh, like it was trying to succeed at both and they succeeded at neither. Like I, I take star Wars visions, which is out right now. And they use completely different animation teams for each episode. And they're all way different. And they're all, they, they like go for it. And I felt like, none of these episodes really went for it. They were all in that what if, and they went for it farther than I think the MCU has, but I think they could have taken this opportunity to really go for it and really do some crazy, wacky, insane stuff, but they had to tie all these threads together. So part of that kept them in a container, it kept them in a box that they had to be in. Um, so maybe I think because of that, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was just the anthology and um, we could have seen them go a little farther on some of these stories. Yeah, I would have loved it if they had like been able to do every episode in a completely different visual style. I understand that there's expense to that sure. and everything, but you, know. you get like some um, Miles Morales action in there. You yeah, get like man. a spider pig and a uh-huh. penny and a spider noir all come together at the end that would be cool the group of chosen ones meet with beast dr strange in a bar the watcher arrives and explains he has spent his existence watching but now sees the bigger picture he calls the assembled group the guardians of the multiverse assembled for their various skills and backgrounds and strange informs them they are the only hope for the continuation of life in all timelines thor isn't it weird how they're the avengers but he calls them the guardians of the multiverse Yes. I thought that was really strange. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just, I mean, it's an appropriate name. It just feels weird. Yeah. Because they're clearly, except for T'Challa Star-Lord, they're clearly not based on the Guardians. That, if anything, it's an Avengers team. It's got, it's got the same energy as Phantom of the Megaplex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are guarding the multiverse, not avenging it. So. Fair. Yeah. You're, you're looking at it they... as, uh, what team are they... Uh, match up with rather than what they actually are doing. Mm. No, what the Watcher did was he had watched so many different universes and he just did one of those, can I copy your homework? Sure, but make it a little different. So (laughs) he just, he fudged it just a little bit. Thor, thinking this is a Loki prank, attempts to leave the bar, but finds paranormal horror outside, which convinces Captain Carter to excitedly agree to help. This reminded me of The Good Place, where Chidi uh, walks off the time knife. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saw the time knife. <laughs> I want to watch that clip now that you said that. Damn it. <laughs> the oh, Guardians make a, a plan where Thor will attract Ultron. The, gro- the group will separate the stones from him, and Gamora will destroy them with a device called the Infinity Crusher that was designed to destroy Infinity Stones. While waiting on a distant planet to start the plan, Peggy and Steve... Steven, excuse me, not Steve, because it's not Steve, it's Steven, <laughs> talk about their different backgrounds. Strange asks, excuse me, Strange says they were both victims of love, and Carter is happy to learn that in his multi-universe, Steve Rogers received the serum. Meanwhile, Killmonger messes with the sentry head brought by Thor. Gamora says she doesn't trust him, but Thor says he trusts everyone. That's called foreshadowing. Uh, the Guardians toast to the multiverse, and Thor creates a surge of lightning that summons Ultron before everyone is ready. 
As Ultron arrives from across the multiverse, Strange covers everyone in a projection spell to allow them to withstand the infinity attacks of Ultron. The spell works as Ultron attacks, protecting the group from vicious blows. Strange multiplies Mjolnir to pelt Ultron from all directions, while T'Challa and Peggy pull off the sticky fingers move from episode two, allowing T'Challa to steal the soul stone. That That Mjolnir thing was so cool. Uh Uh-huh. Just watching all those hammers fly around like wasps, and then like near the end of it when they all come together at the same time, and then Thor strikes all of them with lightning. That was so cool. Good, uh, good combo there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Ultron realizes the stone is missing, Strange opens a portal that dumps a mountain of zombies onto the mu- murder bot, while the Watcher pulls the Guardians into another reality. Ultron effortlessly clears through the zombies, but is surprised by zombie Scarlet Witch, who is still extremely scary. She keeps him busy. <laughs> long- <laughs> she keeps him busy long enough to allow the Guardians to escape, but Ultron eventually just destroys the entire planet with her on it. It's weird that that's the only Marvel zombie reference we got in this episode when they could have had Spider Man on the team. Yes, agreed. I don't know there's why no they didn't reason bring they him couldn't in. have used Spider-Man. No legal reason, at least. So, I mean, maybe yeah. they are saving their Spider-Man in the multiverse, you know, stuff oh. for a different movie. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's fair. But it feels like it feels like the as far as tying all the episodes together like this, the only reason that the zombie episode existed at this point was just to dump a bunch of flesh eating zombies onto a robot man like (laughs) what are the zombies going to do to ultron and then scarlet witch didn't even do anything like she looked menacing for a second but she looked like a deer in the headlights right before ultron blew up the planet standing there yeah she didn't do anything yeah i didn't really understand that i i agree with with chris i would have probably enjoyed to see spider-man again since that's the only episode we got him in yeah The Guardians find themselves in the ruins of Moscow from the previous episode. Before Gamora can destroy the Soul Stone, Natasha Romanoff intercepts it, uh, untrusting of the other life remaining on the planet. Peggy Carter appeals to Nat, talking about their friendship from her own timeline and wins the Black Widow's trust. Unfortunately, that's enough time for Ultron to show up and he rips Romanoff and the Soul Stone away, triggering more fighting. As the protection spells continue to save the Guardians from cosmic blasts, a frustrated Ultron lets out a planet-killing explosion, which is simply reversed and literally eaten by Beast Strange. The battle rages, with the Soul Stone bouncing around on the concrete. Danny. Yes. (laughs) The action in this scene is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Okay, good talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was clearing my throat, thank you. Uh, I just want to talk about how good the action is, especially, uh, I don't know. I was going to read what Robbie wrote, but I, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, what you just mentioned with the soul stone getting knocked around that part and the, uh, the long shot on Ultron just getting absolutely walloped by uh, everybody, the two shields getting thrown at him and everybody attacking those two uh, they were like really long takes. Those looked great. Um, I've been saying it like all season, but the animation style really lends itself well to action scenes, and they really, <clears throat> excuse me, they really uh, went for it. 
uh, this episode as far as the action. Um, like it was cool to see some of the team up, uh, like we mentioned earlier with the multiple Mjolnirs. Uh, say that ten times fast. Multiple Mjolnirs, multiple Mjolnirs. Multi- nah, I don't. Mm. <laughs> I got to thank you, half. thank you for engaging with the premise. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's Friday again. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really cool, uh, especially when, uh, like I said, the the two shields you have Captain Carter and Black Widow, just back and forth tossing shields at Ultron, uh, not letting him um, get any time to think about what to do, just uh, overwhelming him. Uh, all that action stuff was good. Yeah, I will say I will contradict myself from a little earlier. I would like them to do a bunch of different art styles and stuff, but it does seem like through some of these last few episodes, they really took advantage of the art style that they were using and did a really good job with that. Yeah, no, I I have my quibbles with the art style, uh, particularly like when it comes to some of the faces and the more mundane animations, but when you get to the action stuff, they've done a very good job with that. So I I do see ultimately why they went with that. But Okay. That's a weird segue in my brain because you pointed out the faces just now. And I immediately thought of how weird Batrock the leaper looked. Did anyone else think <laughs> that he looks completely unlike Batrock the leaper? I, I don't even know what they were going for there. Or maybe I just don't remember Batrock very well, but he was just in Falcon and the winter soldier and he does not look that different. Yeah. Um, he he looks yeah. like he was wearing a fake mustache from a vending machine or from a, <laughs> like a gumball machine. Like he he put a quarter in there and twisted it and it came in a little capsule and he slapped a mustache on his. Maybe on his that's lid. one of the ripple effects of that timeline. <laughs> oh, okay. He's not able to go a in, real mustache. So he has to <laughs> in slap Peggy one Carter's on. in Peggy Carter's serum timeline. It is 100 percent the same, except Peggy Carter is Steve <laughs> Rogers and Batrock the Leaper uses a gumball machine mustache yeah i mean it was pretty clear all season that there was a lot of like changes that they don't mention so you know that's, yeah. that's just one of them we gotta accept it how it is okay i i'll get on that uh, i'll get on that ship with you danny thank you ultron manipulates time to grab the stone but is stopped by beast strange using his own time stone uh-huh. my attack dog who eats forest field dogs or I, no, it's dinosaur. This is my dinosaur who eats force field dogs. It's a specific Toy Story reference. Unleashing his monsters within, Strange is able to help the Guardians restrain Ultron, allowing Gamora to unleash the Infinity Crusher, causing an explosion that seemingly ends the threat. After a pause, Ultron reappears, now with everyone, everyone stone back in his everyone's stones back in his possession and laughs saying that because his infinity stones are from a unique reality, the infinity crusher from Gamora's reality doesn't work on them. I don't know who to go to first. We'll go with uh, peach. What? I, I'm just as confused as you just conveyed for me. I, that does not. Okay. We've talked about how Chris, you talked about this last week, how the infinity stones aren't really supposed to work outside of their universe. That's been like a canon thing forever. So maybe you have some findings to share, but it does not make sense to me that if you have a machine that takes a small rock and crushes it, 
why oh no it, it physics don't work that way in this universe because um reasons like if you took a fucking crusher one of those big metallic crushers that you can throw anything into and you watch the gears eat the thing you know those like very calming videos of a metallic crusher eating anything that you throw into it very calm if you threw an infinity stone in that are you telling me it would be like i'm gonna have to pass on this stone pass a stone oh god i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna have to not crush this infinity stone it doesn't make sense to me why wouldn't a mechanism designed to smash a stone not work just because this universe says it doesn't that seems just like what's that thing in in writing where they just make a dumb plot point to move on bad writing yeah (laughs) bad writing um i think if the infinity crusher i'm going to assume it doesn't actually just crush rocks i think that it's probably some sort of you know super powerful device that is tuned to the particular harmonic frequencies of the infinity stones or something where it specifically is designed to destroy the infinity stones whether using the power of the stone against itself to destroy it, or I don't know. They use the stones to destroy so, but the I, But I guess what confuses me is, how can we take this, this theme that you said last week has been very consistent throughout all comics about yeah. the Infinity Stones and say they only work in their respective universe and just ignore that for this whole series and then uh-huh. use it on a device that would kill them? You, yeah. They take that same concept and they're like, eh, ignore it for the stones. But this yeah. machine over here, we'll use this concept here. I go back and forth on how I feel about it. I, I feel like I've, I've come up with a way that maybe they didn't necessarily break the stone rules. If Ultron used the stones to give himself a permanent power-up and his powers exist across universes but he's not necessarily drawing his power from the stones at that point hmm. but um, he but he gets mad when the soul stone isn't there anymore and still needs it why does he need it if he granted himself powers yeah 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 it, it is it, it, i feel like it, this does actually make it worse by having the infinity crusher be like oh i can't destroy these stones these are universe b's stones <laughs> yeah those are the flying mongoose's stones. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, I thought I was feeling better about the Infinity Stone thing, but I feel, feel like this made it even worse where it's like, okay, we are still sort of using that concept, but not really. And I don't know. I mean, I guess the stones still do have some power outside of their universe. Uh, I think that is something from the comics, but... Like, I think the reason that they didn't work in the DC universe was because it's a completely separate multiverse, if that makes Mm. any sense. But, like, you could bring one, you know, from 616 to the Ultimate Universe, and they would have powers, but they would not be anywhere near the endless power that you, the infinite power that you would uh, get from them in their home universe. You know so, what? So I don't this know. This kind of stuff is why when something is too confusing in their writing, they just put the word quantum in front of it because we uh-huh. would just we would in if that were the case, we'd just be like, "Oh, it's the quantum infinity crusher. No wonder it doesn't work." Yeah. I, yeah. 
science that we don't understand you know mm -hmm. i almost wonder if the explanation that we actually need would have existed in the sakaran tony stark plus gamora episode oh maybe because i it also seemed kind of random that the watcher recruited gamora and then the whole reason gamora was even a part of the team because she fought a little bit at the end but in the beginning of that fight, she jumped through the portal with Killmonger, and they didn't really participate until round two. So the whole reason she was brought in was for that machine, and then that machine didn't even work. Yeah. And I, and I almost wonder if we we missed out on some lore that was necessary from that episode. It yeah, it, it feels weird that that episode seems like it was incredibly important to this finale, and that's the episode that got cut. This conversation just made me dock half a point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last week, you obviously discussed the stones and stuff, and I was listening to that episode. Uh, and now I'm here. I get to weigh in on this debate, uh, this discussion. And now keep in mind, I don't actually host a podcast that is like analyzing content of the mcu movies episodes of things so i can say this who cares it's all fake <laughs> <laughs> i care yeah. peach is confused no i i understand you want uh you you, you want like internal consistency yeah that's the thing normally i'm on team who cares yeah <laughs> yeah but this time the answer is Chris cares. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there are just things that really break your immersion, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. Ultron focuses his power on Strange, determining that destroying the Sorcerer will allow him to kill the rest. As Strange struggles against the cosmic power, Natasha finds the arrow with Armin Zola's consciousness and forms a plan with Captain Carter to get it to Ultron. Saying, this is for you, Clint, Romanoff fires the arrow, and Peggy surprises Ultron to get it fired directly into his eye. Look. Ow. I said it earlier i've said many times you gotta not take this very seriously just like danny said who cares just a fun show where fun stuff happens <laughs> i'm with that sentiment one episode ago ultron ate an entire universe and in this episode he shows up and just gets beaten by a bunch of like people he ate a universe there was a scene where he was punching the watcher through dimensions and suddenly he's like ah god then i took an arrow to the eye sorry i just i was outsmarted <laughs> he could have just a hundred different things like it just doesn't i don't know like i get that that's what we're doing we just we need to have this battle with this big villain but it doesn't feel like the opposition is proportional to the villain specifically because if dr strange wasn't there ultron would have murdered everyone I think even with Doctor Strange there, you're right. He could have just said, hey, this planet looks tasty. Yep, <laughs> real easy. Because if there were superheroes in the other universes that he ate, he would have eaten them too. Like, it's not like there, there were probably superheroes in that universe. Right. I also don't like the idea of the Watcher knew this is how it was going to happen because then it just makes it feel like Endgame. Like, oh, like... This is the only way it could have happened with Killmonger, you know, betraying every, like, you know, like a Dr. Strange sitting there looking at all the different possibilities and stuff. Like it just, it's a little too similar there. 
I just don't buy that. I like you're gonna get to that in the plot, and I just don't believe like Doctor Strange going ah, this is what was supposed to happen. No, he's called the Watcher. He's not called the Predictor. Like he doesn't know. <laughs> he's not. He's not that all knowing that he knows what things are gonna happen. Right. He watches the stories unfold in the universe. How the hell would he know? Yeah. He maybe he brought another villain in to create tension between two villains, but like. I don't think he, ah, I know it's going to happen. There's going to be a strange cosmic stalemate between two people reaching their hands out with infinity stones in the middle, and then you're going to trap him in a bubble? He didn't know that. If they had leaned a bit more into him manipulating them to get the results that he wanted, uh, I think yeah. it would have worked. And maybe that's just a, another casualty of only having 35 minutes to do this. Uh, because if it was like, this is my plan, I'm pretty sure this is how it's going to work out. If we bring Killmonger here, then this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. Because I've watched all these people, I know what they do, I know how they act, I know how they act in other universes, and because I'm the Watcher and I've seen all these things, I have an idea of how this will play out. If they had played it a little bit, if they had a little bit more time to play it that way, I think, I think we wouldn't be as concerned about how this actually happened. I don't think you even need to do that much work. I think you take away the line of Dr. Strange saying like, ah, the watcher knew this would happen. Waka waka. And you instead put the watcher at the end saying what you just said. Like I've watched, I've watched Eric Killmonger and 3000 universes and knew that he would betray you. Blah, blah, blah. Like Uh something like that, you know, would be a lot better than, ha He's so smart. He knew all along. Yeah. Because also, I'm just going to say my other thing now. If he knew all along how things were going to ha- Why does he do nothing to help? He's total management. He's like that leader that <laughs> everyone has had at least six times in their life that like commands people and then doesn't fucking help. Like, I'll, co- I'll make mm-hmm. commands and then I'll sit back in the office and stay on my computer for eight hours while you work your ass off and then yell at you about something I didn't see happen. Like, that's the watcher. He didn't... <laughs> In yeah. this episode, he helped none other than bringing the team together. But I don't know. Which, to be fair, is a skill, but... It is. It is. <laughs> and I, he did a nice thing for Nat at the end. But yeah. otherwise, he was very true to his name. He watched. Mm-hmm. Like, he's supposed to have been interfering. Well, he's not supposed to interfere, but then he did interfere, but then he stopped interfering. It's weird. It was a weird I'm going to interfere just this much and nothing more. Yeah, <laughs> like why stop? I don't know. No, I think I think you're onto something. I think it kind of goes back to my earlier point of I wish they would have chosen a direction because they had all these episodes where they had all these sort of empty threads, and then they ended up here trying to tie up as much of the threads as possible, and clearly they weren't able to because I feel like in some of the other episodes we gave them a little bit of leeway. We went, you know, this is an anthology. There's going to be some stuff we're just going to sweep under the rug because it's an anthology series. Like you got to do that kind of stuff. We're not going to get every answer, but when you do a big episode at the end where you're tying it all together, we need some of those answers. Why is the watcher watching in the first place? Who knows? Why is it such a big deal that he interferes? We don't know. We just are told he can't interfere. Like these are things that maybe would have helped us a little better understand the watcher and what he does and why he does what he does. And instead, all we know is he is the watcher. He watches he won't interfere unless someone's about to whoop his ass. 
And then suddenly <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, ready to interfere all, interfere all he wants. <laughs> Until so. he doesn't want to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just saying um, that's uh, with season two, that's something that is interesting to me, like what direction they go, because obviously this first season, they, you know, had the crossover between the episodes. So there was kind of, um, you know, expectation, at least initially, that it was they were all distinct episodes just anthology style now season two you know they're probably not going to revisit too many of them if any at all uh since they did that in this episode and um i know they're gonna have some new stories of course but are they going to build up to another crossover thing like you've done in the first season how do you not do it in season two i at that point like i don't even know like what's the reasoning like what else could there be i'm you know they can sure they'll come up with something but you have multiversal Ultron threatening to destroy the multiverse. Like that's pretty high stakes. Like, I don't know how you make a higher stakes story. And obviously it needs to be high stakes if you're crossing multiverses over together. So I hope, I hope that they for season two, just kind of stay with um, like distinct episodes. I I don't think they will. Uh, I don't, they probably feel like since they did this first season, they have to do it every year or every time they do it, build up to some big crossover event, uh, which I guess kind of what the MCU does. But I don't know. I, I, I hope that they decide to scale it back. Maybe have, I don't know, obviously the Watcher will be a, a link between worlds. Can I give you my idea? <laughs> Please. What I want for them to do is I want them to do, instead of a multiverse, give me one universe. And give me one universe where at the beginning you tell me a what if, and at the very end, that butterfly affects into the next what if. And so at the very end, you see another change just happen, and that's where we pick up the next episode. So that when these stories become connected, it makes sense, because they're all happening in the same world. These things are starting to affect each other, and these changes are starting to happen because the first thing happened. To me, if you're going to tie it all together, that's how you do it. I think it, I don't know, I think it's kind of lazy to just be like, multiverse and then you know kind of move on like i think multiverse is like a it's like this it's like a scroll uh invasion type of mm-hmm. a plot device it sometimes can get a little messy if you just try to wave your hand and say multiverse plot device that's the bad writing phrase wow <laughs> <laughs> also no danny what's what season two is gonna be is um it's gonna be one episode of the one that they missed from this season. Hmm. And then it's going to be nine episodes of the watcher in court answering for his interfering crimes. <laughs> it's going to be like law and order. Wow. Uh, Bailey's going to love it. It's going to be nine episodes of just court <laughs> watcher court. You know, in the comics, he was put on trial by the other watchers for interfering. And then he said, I won't do it again. And they said, okay, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great legal defense. And then he did it again. Oh, no. You got to remember in those comics, the Watcher was white. Oh, Oh, boy. Um, That's, uh, yeah. That's that's why they let him go. Uh, Is this Uatu the Watcher? You know, they haven't said it's a Uatu. Um, I've called him a Uatu many times. I think we all have. Um, I don't know if I have. Many of us have. They never Um, called him a Uatu? I don't, yeah, I don't think they ever actually said his name in this he just said i am the watcher um so i i don't know if any marketing materials or anything they've referred to him as watu or not i assumed he was a watu just because that's the main watcher for the 
you know, in the comics, but also I suppose if the watchers are watching the multiverse, then maybe this is a completely different wa- uh, watcher and there's not like an alternate universe of watcher that would be getting in the MCU. So I don't know. Yeah, they don't call him on IMDb. They don't call him Uatu. They just say the okay. Watcher. Then I guess I'm just being a super nerd by calling him by a name. So nerd. God, I'm sorry. Within Ultron, Zola begins to take over, causing the physical body of Ultron to crash to the ground. As the Guardians start to relax, Killmonger quietly uses the Sentry head he has been messing with to assemble Ultron's armor to himself, complete with the stones. Eric tries to convince everyone these stones are their only way to fix their uh, realities. When everyone opposes him, he attempts to use the stones to wipe out the rest of the Guardians. Before he can, Ultron's body, with Zola projected on his stomach, stands up, saying the stones belong to him. Zola begins to pull the stones away, and Killmonger attempts to pull them back, suspending the stones between the two of them. Saying the team was never meant to win, just to separate the stones from Ultron, Strange, with the help from the Watcher forms a protective bubble around the two villains, suspending them in their own tiny universe, eternally fighting over the stones. Back in the prison he created in his own universe, Strange reveals the Watcher successfully foresaw every event leading to this moment. <laughs> Strange says behind in his uh, Strange stays behind in his prison, holding the smaller prison of Killmonger and Zola to watch over them and protect reality. Oh my god, it's a babushka doll. I'll put them into prison. I'll put that prison into another prison. And then I'll smash it with a hammer. <laughs> I have another gripe with this, but I feel like I've had too many gripes. So instead, I'm going to pass this over too to Danny. Uh, we have the character Killmonger in this episode. And uh, his ending uh, personally left me a little unsatisfied in this episode. What do you think? Yeah, Killmonger in his various MCU appearances, I think has had the most sympathetic motivations as far as villains. Uh, I think you guys discussed this in your uh, Killmonger episode, but Killmonger was right is much more defensible than Thanos was right. Mm. Um, And I don't know. It's just, I feel I've seen this reaction a lot to like online where they're like, yeah, Killmonger again, (laughs) really good points yes his uh his tactics are you know questionable um but at the heart of it you know he's he's got a point mm-hmm. and it's just marvel's like no he's bad he's evil he's never good he's bad 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 <laughs> and it's like well no hang on but i don't know it's it's a uh, i don't know we all love michael b jordan's performance as killmonger he's very magnetic and it's a shame that i don't know maybe he will be in future mcu things uh, i'm sure they he is dead obviously but you know nobody's really ever dead so i don't know there was i know speculation that maybe he would come back and become black panther uh, but i don't know they just i don't think that's going to work because every time he shows up they're like evil man evil <laughs> um, evil <laughs> So I don't know. I just I would love I would have loved to, uh, you know, he's we could fix our universes. Yeah, that's great. You you have some bad things going on. Uh, You should be able to. I don't know. Maybe that's absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, The old axiom. Uh, (laughs) I I I don't know. I just wish Killmonger had a little better uh, uh, better way to go out. 
It is what it is. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of tough because they were like, what if instead of Killmonger being bad, Killmonger was bad? And like, <laughs> they just really didn't... It was like the same story that he had before. <laughs> what, what if, if he, he was, was bad, bad a few years earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I gotta use the bathroom. <laughs> All right, classic and water. We will not edit this out. Danny won't edit this out. Two hours later. Sorry, guys. Bailey was in our bathroom, so I had to go to our secret garage bathroom. Oh, no. Not a secret anymore. Uh-oh. Now I know all about your garage That one scares me. (laughs) I always think it's haunted. Nah, it's fine. It's nice. It's secluded. (laughs) That's what... (laughs) Just get away. exactly what a ghost would want me to think. No, it's not haunted, and it's secluded. Show up at this bathroom. The definitely not haunted bathroom. Scare the shit out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Starting the show. off, ghost. Three, two, one. The Watcher returns the Guardians to their own timeline at the exact moment they were pulled out, saying the realities will never know what they did. Romanoff refuses to leave, saying there is nothing left uh, for her in her own universe, and blaming the Watcher for standing by, which I think is justified. Yeah, it's not a lie, but she's right. The Watcher tells her their stories are everything to him, but he can't fix Natasha's reality. Honestly, when he said that, I was kind of creeped out by it. He's like, your stories, they're everything <laughs> to me. <laughs> All right. Watcher. I think he's supposed to be like just a big MCU fanboy. We should have him on the podcast. <laughs> Jeffrey, we know Ray. you're watching. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Instead, he you takes her to the for an interview where Hank Pym killed the Avengers, a world which lost its widow, as Captain Marvel and America battle the forces of Loki on the super cool helicarrier. Thank you, Robbie, for writing that in there. <laughs> Before Loki can turn Nick Fury with his scepter, Black Widow blindsides him with a flying kick, takes the scepter, and uses it to turn Loki instead. The Watcher summarizes, saying all his stories are about creatures trying to find a place to call home, while for him, the stories themselves are his home, and he will protect them to the end. And then we get a small post-credit shield back on the shield mission on the Destroyer. Natasha takes Peggy to a shipping container, holding the Hydra Smasher armor, and tells her there's someone inside she needs to see. I will protect them to the end with the most minimal amount of interaction that I'm not technically allowed to do. As often as I possibly can, but I'm not allowed to do. I will protect them by throwing them into harm's way. <laughs> it's like that, uh, you guys know that TikTok, the one of, uh, I think it's Bart Simpson, and he's like trying to buy something. Um, and he's like, sorry, Bart, you got to be 18 for that. And he's like, oh, I forgot what the what the line is. But it's basically this, and he's like, he's like, uh, sorry, guys, I can't do anything about your drought and famine and all of the wars that happen. But what about your stories? Oh, hell yeah, I'll do that. I'll come fix all your your problems if it happens to mess with my stories. Right. I can't fix your universe, but I can put you in one where the you in that universe is dead. Like, <laughs> I can totally displace you. That's helpful, right? I mean, I'd rather be in that one than the one she was in. I know that, but it's still interfering. <laughs> like, yes. Like we said, minimal interference when he thinks it's okay. And uh, this makes the cut. But don't I expect anything it, more. Yeah, I guess it <laughs> He'll give you the line. ride there, but he won't help you unpack. Call an Uber. <laughs> Call a multiversal Uber. 
Uh, episode MVPs. Chris, we'll start with you. Who's the MVP for this episode? Uh, you know, I said the Watcher at first, but I'm actually going to change, and I'm going to give a duo MVP. I'm going to say the combination of what I would call the team leaders of T'Challa and Peggy Carter. Just because it was real cool seeing Peggy Carter and T'Challa working together and having conversations. That's something that could only happen in this show. And I liked that. So, yeah. Peach, what about you? Dynamic duo. I'm giving this one to to Natasha. I, I think that Black Widow had... And this is maybe something that is uh, encompassing all of the what if episodes that she was in, but I, I liked her a lot in this one too. And I felt like her story carried over from the last episode. Well, I feel like they gave Natasha Romanoff a better story in what it, it's like, just like Ultron, they gave Natasha a better story in two and a half episodes of a 30 minute TV show than they did with the whole movie they gave her. And with a lot of what they like tried to do with her in the MCU, specifically in the Ultron story, like just everything that came from that story (laughs) from age of Ultron, we ended up like cringing at or just not liking. And I just liked the way that this Nat story plays out. And I think that she contributed a lot to the team um, and had really cool action sequences and I, I just thought that they did a good job with her. And, you know, I, it's Lake Bell that does the voice, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Lake Bell's Scarlett Johansson is pretty damn good. I think it yeah. is pr- like there are times that I forget that it is Lake Bell. So I don't know. I just think that's that she did great. Eduardo. Yeah, I think I must have been on a stroke. I must have had a stroke when I wrote this because I wrote The Watcher and there's no way that I think The Watcher <laughs> is the MVP of this episode. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, if I had to give it to anyone, it would probably be, oof, man, I didn't like this episode. Maybe Ultron? No, because he's stupid. Um, <laughs> he's dumb. What a big dumb. Killmonger, because at least out of all these characters, he's true to himself. The evilest person in all the universes. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what about you? Oh my god, I just had a revelation about what season two it's gonna be freaking killmonger and uh um arlen zola ultron vision emerge uh anyway my mvp is dr strange bear with me i'm gonna use a sports analogy here um dr strange his performance was uh he's like the star player so dominant overcoming the terrible leadership and coaching of the watcher like Cam Newton at Auburn, where he's just such a dominant force that you had awful Gene Chizik who got fired because he sucked without Cam Newton. He's like LeBron, uh, just single-handedly winning uh, the finals. It's just, I mean, he did everything. He 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 helped everybody. He made everybody better by protecting them. He freaking ate the galaxy destroying whatever from. Ultron, uh, he just was like, I don't know how anybody could pick anybody but Doctor Strange. It's just like if without him, uh, there's there's no show, there's nothing. Ultron wins. Like you know what, you know what he is, Danny. That you just made me think of what you know in video games when you have like a a party and you have a like a guest character in the party that's like super OP 
and really you're just watching the super op character do all the work for you and you're just kind of like there in the background like having a fun time that's what dr strange was in this episode. yeah he's like, like the, <laughs> the guest character that you can't actually control that just obliterates everyone yeah exactly it's just there there's no way that without dr strange that that team is is defeating ultron Yes, the Watcher put them together, but then he he didn't tell them what the plan was. He, ugh, I, we we I don't need to rehash how bad the Watcher was. Uh, Doctor Strange, MVP, and not just because of my hand. <laughs> what are we gonna rate this episode, Peach? We'll start with you. We're gonna rate uh, the final episode of the season of What If. Man, this started as a nine, and as we talked about it, I have now decided that it is only worth eight giant baby man cape dudes out of ten. <laughs> uh, Robbie would have gone next, and I don't know if he would have deducted from his score after listening to us, because I don't know what he has to say about it fully. Uh, he gave it 8.5 cosmic Chinese orders out of ten. Uh, Eduardo? I gave it six. It was Killmonger all along out of ten. <laughs> Chris, what about you? I gave it eight decrepit old men stuck inside old World War II armor out of ten. Because I just want to unpack this for a minute. He didn't have any magic serum in his blood or anything. He's just going to be this old man in a frozen in a robot body. I don't know why Peggy looks so happy at the end. Yeah, like, I was really unless... hoping it was more of like a Winter Soldier type thing. Yeah. Like he was going to be the Bucky of that yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you don't yeah. know what happened after yeah. uh, she got into the tentacle portal. Yeah, yeah. he's going to come yeah, out of there it, it... and he's going to have a metal leg. <laughs> yeah, oh. if, if if the remaining... Hi... <laughs> <laughs> a third, the third leg is metal. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. Um, if they... If Hydra found him, then maybe they maybe he is preserved and he's going to be the Winter Soldier. I could, I could live with that. Danny, what uh, what did you give it? Uh, <laughs> I gave it seven point five little dimensional spheres inside of other, other. I wrote other twice apparently. Other dimensional spheres, pocket dimensions. Thanks, it has pockets. <laughs> Any final thoughts to discuss on the series as a whole? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any, Danny? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting uh, on a segue here. Um, I think that the episodes <laughs> could have been a little bit longer. I understand. I don't know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> I understand the whole like, like, like rights for Spider-Man, whatever. They could have just used like an extra five minutes maybe uh, to let things breathe. I know that's been kind of a common criticism throughout the season where uh, they just everything's kind of really fast paced and some things aren't quite explained fully. Um, obviously we missed a whole episode that led to this, but um, I won't hold that against them because uh, pandemic was the thing that happened. But overall, I thought it was fun to see different takes on the characters, see different uh, interactions. Uh, like he said, uh, I'm pointing at Chris, <laughs> um, like seeing uh, T'Challa and Peggy, like that's obviously nothing that would ever happen in the main MCU. But it, it was cool to see these new stories with familiar characters. And I'm sure they're opening the door for future possibilities here, um, whether that's more what if or maybe even crossing over into the main MCU timeline. Uh, yeah, timeline multiverse universe yeah just one is a universe mm -hmm. that's what uni means mono means one 
Rail means rail. Uh, <laughs> what about oh. you, Robbie? What about you, Robbie? <laughs> uh, Robbie right. said, I really like this format. I love animation, giving them so much freedom. I love a set... Hold on, I forgot to do one thing. Yes, Danny, I completely agree with you. I love a set of individual stories that <laughs> but also connecting them for the finale in a way that doesn't undo their individualism. Uh, Peach, what do you think? No, I like that Robbie put in the, um, in the little like heading before this section he put and would you pick anyone other than the watcher for the season <laughs> it's like obviously yes, anyone <laughs> you're right i would pick anyone other than the watcher um <laughs> no honestly as many criticisms as i had about this last episode and it mostly just because things at certain times didn't make sense to me i did like that they had an episode where they connected all of the things we saw i think that was cool that being said though Eduardo, you said in a lot of previous episodes that you think this show would work better if it had what-if twists that had nothing to do with the MCU storyline, like that they didn't play it so close to the chest with the stories we already know. And I think that this this series might have worked a lot better if we didn't have to constantly compare it to, oh, well, this wouldn't make sense because the thing that they're deviating from, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, if that didn't exist, if it was just, you know, one of the ones you said last week or the week before is like, what if Tony Stark got the Venom symbiote? Cool. That sounds interesting to me. Venom in an Iron Man suit uh, or Iron Man in a Venom suit, however you want to look at that. And we don't have to worry about how that connects to stories we've already seen because it's a completely different spinoff. I think that would be cool. But overall, I don't, I, I thought it was it was done pretty well just it could have been done better i guess i'll pass it right to you eduardo you know how when people talk about world of warcraft expansions they talk about how there's one good one and then not one like not so good one and then there's like a really good one and then a not so good one that's how i have felt about disney plus marvel shows so far i really (laughs) liked wandavision i didn't like falcon and the winter soldier so much i really liked loki I liked this okay, but it didn't. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. So hopefully Hawkeye is gonna knock it out of the park. You know, I uh, Hawkeye is the um, Hawkeye is the World of Warcraft Legion. Oh yeah, bring me back. D D plus. I uh, I really wanted to like this season and this show, but I found myself more and more. One, I I think a, a good barometer is: Am I excited to watch the next episode? And every week, I found myself waiting to the last second before we did this podcast to watch the episode. I never found myself being like, "It's Wednesday, it's time for the new what if." It was more like, "I got to watch what if at some point because I got to do this podcast." Uh, and I think that's a good barometer to tell how much fun I was having with the show in general. And I think um, I, I really, really wanted to like it. I think it's a really cool idea. But I think for them, for it to be successful, I think they really have to commit to it. <laughs> <laughs> He's in this like sleep sack thing that like holds his arms up here. Oh, so yeah, he, like, I saw sleeps that. Like this. Speaking of Chris. Uh, speaking of Chris <laughs> in sleep sacks with his arms bound, Chris, what did you think yeah. of this season? Sleep sa- yeah, sleep sacks 2010. That's much better. Everyone knows that. Um <laughs> Uh, this is gonna I, be hard to edit out. <laughs> um, How am I gonna edit this to where it makes sense? Uh, I don't think it's possible. Um, I thought it was kind of fun that the episodes came together in the end. 
I would be perfectly content and honestly might just prefer it if next season they don't do that. And it is just a bunch of standalone episodes because I think the anthology premise is strong enough on its own that you don't need a crossover. I know that the MC was all about building up to crossovers, but you don't need to do that every time. Um, but yeah, it was a fun diversion. The show, I, I never felt it as essential as, uh, I mean, not that entertainment is ever essential, but you know, it, it, like, like you, Eduardo, I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch the new, what if, but I would be like, Oh, new, what if cool. We'll watch that. You know, I, I enjoyed it, but, but it wasn't like Loki or, or, or WandaVision where, I spent a lot of free time thinking about those shows while they were running. You know, I do want to see the watcher and maybe some of these other characters show up in a movie or other show. One of these days, I think it'd be really cool if we got like a captain Carter cameo and multiverse of madness or something like that. Triple C. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a captain Carter cameo. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, that was fun. I'm looking forward to season two. But not like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for season two. But when season two comes out, I'll be like, all right, cool. More of this. That, that's fun. Yeah, I'm with you. So rankings. Uh, Robbie, we'll start with you. Thanks, Eduardo. Uh, Robbie ranked his uh, zombies and then T'Challa Star-Lord, Doctor Strange, Frat Thor, Finale Part 2, Finale Part 1, Killmonger, Captain Carter, and then Dead Avengers. Peach, what about you? Yeah, this one lands just around the middle for me. Um, so overall, I liked the Doctor Strange episode the best. I, I thought it was not, it was upfront about how sad it was going to be. And that's what we expected the whole episode. And it was really well done. I thought the zombies one was the next best one just because it was like also sad, but completely the opposite as far as the mood goes. Like they're trying to be sad and funny at the same time. And I liked that. Um, the finale episodes go after that. So I thought part one of the finale was better. And then this one, uh, and then the second half of the list is the Thor episode followed by star Lord T'Challa, Killmonger, Captain Carter, and, uh, detective fury. Eduardo. I think I have it second from the bottom. I think the, the only one that I liked less was the captain Carter episode because it was so close to the movies. But I think this is, I really disliked. It just, I don't think the episode on its own was that bad, but I think because of what it did to the other episodes and what it feels like, it kind of like, it just, it just didn't work for me. Um, I think the animation's really cool. I think the fight scenes are cool. But when you actually start to think about literally anything in this episode, it just kind of starts to fall apart. Um which I can usually do and suspend my disbelief for, for a self-contained episode. But this is the episode that's trying to tie everything up and uh, it doesn't work for me there. Chris, what about you? If you read along with this, I'm going to say something different than what I have in the notes. I have, I, I, again, I enjoy just about every episode of this. Uh, but for me, it goes Dr. Strange to Lord, party Thor zombies, dead Avengers finale. Captain Carter, Ultron, Killmonger. Uh, Danny, how about you? <clears throat> so I had mine. Uh, uh, I I wish I didn't write just numbers, but <laughs> that's okay. I I think I remember what I liked. 
Uh, I had the Doctor Strange episode first, followed by the following episode, which is Zombies. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, Party so Thor was Danny, my... Use use mine, that will help you. Yeah, that's use, what I'm doing. What but wait, hang on. <laughs> Do you expect me to remember what you just said? It was a joke. I also used numbers in the notes, listeners. Oh, yes. Um, all right. So, yes, uh, those were my top two. Then it was Party Thor, uh, followed by... No, I, I can't cheat. I did this to myself. Um, <laughs> Tried to bail him out, guys. And then it was number two, which was, of course... Chala Star Lord, and then I had the two part finale uh, in reverse order, which would be nine, <laughs> followed by eight. What a complicated way to say that! <laughs> and then uh, rounding out the list, um, Dead Avengers, Killmonger, Captain Carter. You're hey, he did it! That's I'm proud of you. Had. Nailed it! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Robbie, what'd you rate the series? What if? Uh, thanks, Eduardo. I rated it nine women kicking ass with shields out of ten. Peach, what's an ass with shields? <laughs> that only happened in two episodes. What are you talking about? Um, I gave, <laughs> I gave the series as a whole nine Tony Stark deaths out of ten, which is probably accurate to the amount of times Tony Stark died. Eduardo, uh, I gave it seven point five melted lady liberties out of ten. Chris, what about you? I gave it eight unaddressed zombie Thanoses out of ten. And uh, yeah. Danny, Danny, how about you? Uh, I also eight spreading party atmospheres. And now I think that's going to do it for one. this episode of Assembly <laughs> Required. <laughs> out of ten. Out of, Danny, out of what? <laughs> Close the parentheses. <laughs> The listeners will never know. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Assembly Required. If you want to support the show, Assembly Required cast. I'm sorry. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash Assembly Required. Huge thanks to our Avengers-level patrons, Brian and Riley. If you want to email the show, assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at AssemblyCast. Follow all of us individually. ABC Eduardo one for myself. D underscore Peaches for Peaches. GatorSax2010 for Chris. DLars93 for Danny. And PhilKid3 for Robbie. It's going to do it for myself, for Chris, for Danny, for Peaches. We love you 3000. Bye, everybody. Excelsior. Hail Hydra. Bobbly, bobbly. Captain Genocide. The score they got on Earth is how good or bad they are. Full stop. End of story. Then why did these four get better over and over again in my neighborhood? Why did they help each other in ways they had never helped anyone on Earth? I don't know. Maybe it's a fluke. Plus, you have zero proof they did get better. You didn't keep track of their points. That's it. I know what we have to do. Oh, he forgot we're still in the IHOP. Anybody got eyes on cheating? Tiny boyfriend, please. I'm on it. Ah, here 
you go. I just saw a trillion different realities folding onto each other like thin sheets of metal forming a single blade. Yeah, yeah, the time knife. We've all seen it. Let's get back on track, bud. Oh, okay, sure. What I was saying um, before, you know, I saw the time knife is this. Hey!